0: Honestly, Bilal is a must-listen for current and aspiring ophthalmologists alike. Hearing the journeys of ophthalmologists at different stages of their careers has been both informative and inspiring. In sharing people's stories, this platform has further connected the ophthalmology community in a time where face-to-face connection is hard to come by. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of uh, the podcast with honestly Bilal, sit down and talk with um, aspiring ophthalmologists, um, residents who are training in the field, and then of course attendings who are practicing in the field. Today we have another special guest. Um, his name is uh, Asante Quintana. Um, he is a fourth year medical student at Meharry Medical College. Um, he went to undergrad at Cornell and he is going to be applying to ophthalmology residency this cycle. Uh, Asante, do you want to introduce yourself briefly to uh, all the listeners?
1: Uh, hello, everyone. My name is Asante Quintana. Like, uh, I was introduced and um, I'm from Virginia. I went to undergrad, like I said, at Cornell University. Loved it. And then now in Nashville, Tennessee, at Meharry Medical College and working to become an ophthalmologist.
0: Perfect. And Asante, we'll get into how we got connected initially in a second, but first, I wanted to talk a little bit about how you got interested in medicine before ophthalmology. So I know you were very involved um, at Cornell uh, with several governing bodies of of different groups, and I know you had a special interest in public speaking. So how did that translate into uh, you going to
1: medical school and applying to medical school? Right. So in college I was like all over the place I had a lot of interest I still have a lot of interest and something that I feel like has always been my strength was public speaking and just working with people and um, from there I also had an interest in business so I taken up interest in policy making specifically in the residential um, student congress governing bodies at Cornell and and some other clubs and um, I just, I was just really interested in, in that aspect at that point of when I went to Cornell, my major was human biology, health and society, which was half biology, biology, pre-med and like nutrition, but I also had a concentration in business. So I always knew I wanted to work with people, help people, but I wanted to find the best way to help people. So I felt that medicine was the best way to reach the most people and also take care of the populations that I care about the most.
0: Perfect, and then you obviously uh, applied to medical school, got in, you're at Meharry now, um, and then you decided to go into ophthalmology. So can you tell us a little bit about that decision-making process and what factors kind of led you to decide, Oh, this is
1: what I want to do for the rest of my life? Excellent question. So it all started um, with my like, pre-medical school physical, I went to my primary care doctor, and, and he said, do you know what you want to do? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what I want to do in medicine. And he said, well, if I could redo anything, I would do ophthalmology. And I was like, what is ophthalmology? Then I realized, oh, it's about eyes. I have never seen an ophthalmologist, didn't really not even spell the word, then no, know there's an extra H right there. And I was like, well, why would anybody go to medical school to study eyes? But eventually, Meharry Medical Co- I, as I came to Meharry Medical College, I knew that I was, really passionate about serving the underserved black and brown communities and meharry serves the inner city um, population of nashville tennessee at uh, nashville general those that don't have insurance or otherwise wouldn't get care and um, are diagnosed with chronic disease and illnesses like high blood pressure and diabetes and i think at one point i was in clinic and i met a lady and she told me that you know if i could redo everything i wouldn't care about my body aches or all of this extra stuff. But, you know, I have diabetes and I have something that's affecting my eyesight and eventually found out, you know, it's diabetic retinopathy. And she said she just really didn't want to miss her grand, seeing her grandkids grow up. So at that point, it made me really think. I also had an interest in surgery and I felt like combining those two developed my first love for ophthalmology. And then, as I started learning more about it, I just knew it was the thing I wanted to do. Yeah,
0: that's very inspiring, Asante. I, I totally agree that you know, vision is such an important aspect to our quality of life, obviously. And um, I think that's why all of us are super interested in going into the field. Um, so, how we met, um, or I guess we didn't meet in person, but it was through through email, but. Dr. Lindsay at Vanderbilt had reached out to Bilal um, to, to see if we could talk about uh, your life and your story. And um, Bilal uh, messaged me and was like, hey, there's this guy, Asante. He's really cool. He's interested in ophthalmology. Um, he's also interested in uh, music production. I was like, oh, wow. Okay, so I'll, I'll have to do this interview. <laughs> <laughs> um, but can you, before we talk about your outside interests, um, how did you exactly connect with Dr. Lindsay? And um, yeah, tell, tell us how
1: you, t- you met with Dr. Lindsay in the first place. Right, so in 2020, well, in 2019, I decided like, all right, I wanna get to know more about ophthalmology. Meharry doesn't have an ophthalmology program. And at the time, we didn't even have an ophthalmologist in the hospital. So I reached out to Vanderbilt University op- ophthalmology interest group, um, connected with Dr. Law. And then um, I think at one point I met another fellow at Vanderbilt, and she told me that I should speak with somebody named Dr. Paravan Claudio. And she told me that, you know, if you're interested in ophthalmology, you should most definitely spend some time at Vanderbilt and learn as much as you can. Put me in contact with Dr. Lindsay, who's 2020 at this point. And from there, she told me, okay, during your surgery clerkship, you should come rotate with us. Learn the basis of ophthalmology, see what it's like, day life in a resident, be in a VA clinic, just check out the OR. And we linked there. And at that point, um, she told me that you know, there's some research projects going on. And I had linked up with her with a research project where we looked at the disparities regarding cataract surgery within Vanderbilt's network. And it was from there, it was history.
0: Awesome. And it's just always so intriguing. Uh, because the field of ophthalmology like the attendings and residents and fellows they are all so uh, welcoming is what I've noticed. Um, exactly. Yeah and and um, again another example of that with Dr. Lindy the fellow and, and everybody else you've gotten to work with at Vanderbilt. Um, so can you tell us a little bit more about that specific project you work on? Um, what did you find and also where did you present this? Because Uh, I know the answer already, but I want the listeners to know uh, where this information was presented.
1: Exactly. So, um, great question. So, the project is we look at a large data set in Vanderbilt's health network, right? And we're trying to figure out if there are disparities within certain subgroups. Specifically, this one was looking at cataract extraction rates. Differing between different races and we found that African Americans and Asian Americans had lower rates of cataract extraction versus um, Caucasian groups and they also had basically they were a large amount of that original group of those with cataracts, but a lower amount of cataract extractions. So we ultimately found that there was a disparity in the outcomes for cataract extraction within these groups. And we're taking that to the next level right now, doing a very large data pool to see what other results we can get and what other data we can get from that and conclusions we can make.
0: Wow, so me and you are probably more likely to get uh, cataracts <laughs> compared to another, uh, a Caucasian person, let's say. Um, and. But the fact, but, but we're probably not going to get that extracted. Is that the, the right conclusion?
1: Right. So I would say the main conclusion is that the Asian and African-American people in this and the Vanderbilt network had lower rates of cataract extraction rates, right? Gotcha. So less likely to get that cataract extracted. And the importance of that is is significant, right? So cataracts. Cataract surgery is, I believe, the number one surgery in the world. But it also leads to a severe decrease in visual acuity. Whereas if you take that lens out, put a new one in, and a lot of people see great afterwards. Like They're like, oh my god, my life has changed. It's a a most definitely a potentially life-changing surgery that is so simple and so quick. But people just aren't having resources, education, to actually have that happening we're trying to figure out why and a way that we can figure that out how is mapping socioeconomic factors such as zip codes and other things like that to see exactly how this is and why this is happening within the network that's
0: awesome and i think this could definitely become a broader study to not only include the Vanderbilt population base, but even nationwide, if you can get more um, centers, you know, with with their data and whatnot. So really cool project. Um, And you presented this, uh, I I guess, pilot project at a conference. Um, Do you want to tell us a little bit about that conference and uh, what
1: organization uh, holds uh, or uh, held this conference, right? So I presented it in this this year, twenty twenty one. It was first in March. The the data at University of Michigan's Diversity Medicine Conference, which focused on basically healthcare disparities and improving healthcare outcomes for those diverse populations. And then um, I then presented it to Rob Venables' Ophthalmology Research Program, and it went on to become a first place winner for the medical student poster presentations. Wow, so you you won an award for this. That's, That's amazing. Yes, it was really exciting. I heard a lot of great research within the field of ophthalmology. And I feel like sharing research within the field of ophthalmology not only educates us about it, but creates more ideas for us to think of new projects and ways to help increase healthcare outcomes for everyone.
0: Exactly, and um, I know that you want to. You have aspirations as to become a leader in the field of ophthalmology with your background in public speaking and all this right. research. So, um, I think you're well on your way uh, to do that. Um, and for those that are, are maybe less familiar with what Rab Venables is, um, can you tell us a little bit about Rab Venables and what the mission statement, or you know,
1: what what what, what Rab Venables is about? Like, what, what's what's the mission of, of, of that group? Right. So I would say, in the most simplest form, Rabinable is a program that is used to both expose and also allow um, underrepresented minorities in medicine to present their research related to ophthalmology, and it is presented by both medical students and residents.
0: Gotcha. So it's it's uh, it's specific to ophthalmology. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So. Obviously, um, RAB Venables is a great group that's, that's uh, expanding the exposure of ophthalmology for people of diverse backgrounds and, 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 and making sure that ophthalmology is well represented with different um, ethnic groups, which is obviously what, what uh, we're striving towards. And exactly, that's an amazing uh, initiative that RAB Venables is taking. Okay, so uh, you know we talked a little bit about your college experience Uh, why ophthalmology, you know, how you met Dr. Lindsay and got involved at Vanderbilt with the rotation there, Uh, your research, uh, RAB Venables, a lot's been said already. Um, Is there anything else you're working on right now uh, that you want to share uh, that you're interested in? Um, And also, what is the next year looking like for you? I know you're on an away rotation right now. Um, Yeah, just tell us a little bit more about the next year and anything else that you're working on.
1: Exactly. So right now, you know, number one is an application for ophthalmology. Um, I believe in the next few, I hope in the next few weeks, we can start preparing this manuscript and getting a lot of the stats done so that we can, you know, start putting this information out into the world to help translate it into better healthcare outcomes. After that, um, you know, interviews for residency, but right now I'm doing an away rotation this past month at Baskin-Palmer Eye Institute, and I'm learning so much. I see so many ocular pathologies. I believe that ophthalmology is a wonderful field, even more so after doing this rotation, because I get to see how people's lives can change, right? They're so so grateful, they're so thankful for those that just are able to help. Um, Even people with like glaucoma, right? Uh, a, A chronic degenerative disease, that really has no cure but this progression can be slowed and they're so thankful for somebody that's actually caring for them and understanding, right? I think that patient-physician relationship is extremely important, which is also why there should be more diversity within the field because, um, you know, these people that are unfortunately at the higher rates with these chronic unfortunate diseases, especially in the eye, are those coming from the black and brown communities and there's been a historical mistrust of the medical community within these patients so having more representation within the field increasing diversity and also just even through like research right getting information out so that health outcomes can be improved
0: Awesome, Asante. Um, It seems like you're learning a lot at your co-rotation, and I I did as well when I did mine. Uh, a lot to soak in for sure, and I'm sure uh, Baskin Palmer does a great job uh, sharing just the resources and and the, you know education with all their students. So excited for you, and um, uh, excited for you to finish and uh submit your apps and get interviews and all that so i think there's going to be it's an exciting time i think you know yeah getting to meet new people like you and um getting to do the interview
1: so we're gonna be peers in the field right right. fingers crossed fingers crossed um (laughs) fingers but
0: okay this is the part of the interview that i was most excited about to be honest um So let's talk a little bit about your interest outside of ophthalmology and medicine, because I think uh, that's also super important. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about what you do outside of school and this whole
1: ophthalmology stuff. Right. So I have a dog. He takes up a lot of my time, half lab, half mastiff. They call him a mastodore. He's a big goof. He just cuddles all the time. It's great. I love him. Um, I also play intramural basketball and softball within my medical college. And then I think one of my, well, I know, one of my passions is music production, which you've mentioned. I started working with music since I was probably like 10 years old. And I was, at the time, my, my older brothers told me, oh, you're not really good enough to record music because they always recorded music on the laptop and I really wanted to. So I said, all right, I need to find something I'm good at. So I learned how to produce in the sense of mixing and mastering and editing in music and making people sound better. So. I picked up that hobby and for the past few years, I've done it so much, so much to which I even have like a freelance business and mixing and mastering music for people. I write music for people also, and it's just something that I love. It makes me happy. When I'm working with them, I can work with a diverse group of people. I work with people from European countries, um, maybe they're like from Germany, right? They don't know the language that well, so they want to work with somebody who's from America and make an American type song. Like, that's that's great, right? Like, and it's just always something different that keeps my mind moving. And I mean, I feel like that can also translate to ophthalmology, right? It's you're always seeing something different, not everybody's eyes the same. You keep your mind moving, you're not always in clinic, you're not always in surgery, something different. And that's, I feel like that's like a unique part of me right and that i'm multifaceted in different areas of my life with many interests that allows me to connect with so many people
0: 100 percent agree with everything that you said and i have to tell everybody like i i just got into music production for the past you know two or three years it is so hard um, because there's so many components to making a song you know there's right. the beats the drums the chords the lyrics mixing mastering is a whole different monster in itself oh, yeah. um so i props to you uh for sticking with it you know when you were younger and, and continuing to do that you know i learned piano when i was younger but i was like screw piano but now i regret <laughs> <laughs> uh giving up on that because that you know knowing how to read music and, and all that is also very important to to making solid music so We'll have to exchange some of our, our works, you know, because I want to oh, listen to yeah. what you, you've been doing and um, also share what I've been doing. Um, okay, so do you have any musical, uh, like people that you look up to in terms of music, like certain <laughs> artists, or, <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, that, I mean, anybody that knows me, it's, it's always going to be the same answer. Jermaine Cole. J. Okay, Cole. okay. Yeah. I'm a big J. Cole, J. Cole fan J. Cole. too, I'm a big
0: J. Cole fan. But I must, so J. Cole, I'll, I'm obviously Drake is someone that I like to listen to a lot as well. Um, anybody else?
1: Some musical artists, I would say, I would say like, I just really like all the Dreamville, you know, J. Cole's label. Um, as far as R&B and when I'm chilling and relaxing, Jhene Aguila was a great singer, mm. well, I listening mean to her. Um, those, yeah, I would say those are probably like my top two right now. For sure, for sure. Oh my gosh, I, I
0: love R and I, 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 I listen to uh, boys to men a lot. Um, they're a little bit older, obviously, but yeah, I yeah. love the genre. Um, I think also for me, my musical
1: inspirations are rap and R and B as well. So um, sure. Sure. super. But cool. I will say, being in Nashville, Tennessee, <laughs> I I can I can sing some Chris Stapleton Tennessee whiskey. Oh, I, yeah, I, I, I can do it. <laughs> hey, so I'll have to learn a little bit of country from you as well, though, oh. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I know a few things at this point.
0: <laughs> All right, Asante. Well, um, it's been a pleasure talking with you, Asante. I think I've learned a, a bunch about uh, your personal story, uh, but also about renewables Venables and um, the research that you're involved in, which I think is a, super cool and interesting. Um, Any last words before uh, we
1: part here and and, and kind of end the interview? Right. I guess my last words would be, um, one, I'm very happy to speak with you today. This is a a great interview. Um, My overall goal in ophthalmology, since this is ophthalmology-centered, is to add to the field, give back to the field by, one, being the best ophthalmologist that I can be, adding diversity to the field, but not stopping there, but being a mentor and somebody that paves the way for more people to want to join the field, right? When I was first started being interested in ophthalmology, I was really nervous to be interested in ophthalmology because nobody at my school was interested. A lot of them just, you know, they go into primary care, which is great because it's a primary care focused school, but I didn't have much support. And I think being a representation from the field makes a lot of people more comfortable to want to join the field and will, you know, help improve field overall for the greater good
0: well said asante and um you know i got to work with dr dotson i don't know if you know aaron dotson at the university of iowa he's also um underrepresented and he echoed the same sentiments that you echoed he wants to be someone that people can see and be like oh hey i can do this too because uh, of you know the same skin color and and you know um these people that people can look up to, someone that people can look up to. And I think you're obviously well on your way to do that. Um, So I appreciate you taking time to to talk with me. Um, (laughs) I know I asked a lot of questions um, and hopefully this wasn't um, too much of a burden, but uh, thank you again, Asante, for joining us. Uh, Thank you for sharing your story. Um, I know that people will be interested to hear um, everything that you had to say. and, yeah, I'm excited to hopefully get to meet you in person someday soon. Of course. Of, yeah. course. <laughs> and of I'll, course. And I'll hit you up if I'm in Tennessee, right, if we can go oh, listen yeah. to Country together. Chrissy.
1: Right. I have mean a
0: question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Asante, thanks for joining us, and uh, talk to you soon, okay? Thank you.
1: Thanks for listening to Honestly, Bilal you can find the video format of these interviews on the Honestly Bilal YouTube channel. And while you're at it, go ahead and follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Honestly Bilal and check out honestlybilal.com, which is our new website, which has all previous episodes uploaded in their audio format, as well as a new blog section where we're going to have medical students and residents write guest articles to help the aspiring ophthalmologist community and those in training on their journey to kind of provide their tips and insights on the process of whether it be you know applying for residency or just going through every year of training we really look forward to bringing you guys new content and hopefully you can provide us with any feedback we can do to make that experience better for you we'll see you out there soon thanks so much